You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 7th of August 2020. The year that everybody dreads, the year that everybody will remember. Um, but there is some good stuff uh, to come out of 2020, like this podcast, because if it wasn't for this year, this podcast wouldn't have started. And that's one of the benefits, if any, of lockdown, is the Piston Podcast has had time to properly kickstart, because it's quite a slow process at the end of last year and the start of this year, but when lockdown started, it was like, right, let's crack on. Anyway, um, if you listened to last week's podcast when I reviewed the BMW M2 and talked a lot about um, what they called saloon sporty things, cars, cars, yeah, talked about cars, it was the hottest day of the year and it was absolutely terrible. Um, It was just so hot, a bit too hot, because I don't know if people know this listening but when you're podcasting you've got to try and make it all professional so you've got to have your windows shut so you don't have any maniacs racing by or babies screaming you've got to have your door shut you've got to have your fan off so not irritate the microphone and that's all right on a normal day i mean i'm used to it i did radio for four years and i've been doing that every week for four years for five years five years this year um but on a day like today where it's a heat wave and the hottest day of the year probably it's about 32 degrees plus um, it's it's hell really um, because I'm sweating and I've only been talking for about a minute but yeah, there's another half an hour to go so I'm going to have to man up a bit and get on with it but anyway, this podcast is going to be very exciting I'm sure because I'm going to be reviewing a car I've actually been in and I went in um, in the last few weeks and it's a McLaren 570S I'm not going to keep it a secret because you can see it from the title but I can tell you now uh, before the review later on the 570S is absolutely fantastic. It's value for money, really, but we'll talk about that later on. And I have a lot of things to talk about because I went in one for a spin, quite a speedy spin, a fast one, and it really impressed me. And I thought, right, I've got to talk about this on the podcast. And here I am now presenting it. Um, It's episode 19, um, which, if you're a keen Piston Podcast fan, you will know that it's the second-to-last episode of the series. Yes, that's right. Series 1, that's been going on since December, um, on and off, but then very, very frequent through lockdown in March. Series 1 is finishing next week, episode 20, so I'm going to try and think of something special for episode 20. Um, I don't know what, really. Let me know. For, uh, um, tell me to do something on Twitter or something, at DanielCarzo5, or email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com, because I'm stuck for ideas, really, and you can contribute, and you can get a shout-out on this very podcast. So yeah, it's very good. But not to worry, don't panic. Piston Podcast will be back in September. Uh, a little bit different, but not too different. It's 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 To be honest, it's the same format, just maybe with a few little niggles changed and a few little modifications um, that I'm going to do. But yeah, it starts in September, Series 2, uh, the first Sunday, I think. Uh, so episode one, I'm on my own. Episode two, I've got a guest. Episode three, I've got a guest. And who knows for the rest of the season? I think I'm going to wing it. But yeah, we've got guests. And if you would like to be a guest, then do please get in contact. Uh, email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com or message me on social media at danielcarso5. Full info in the description of this podcast, so go check it out. Uh, before we get fully started, remember to subscribe to this podcast 
uh, leave a positive review, and yeah, do all of the other bits, really. I'm not going to go on forever, um, motor mouth, because I'm sure you're not interested. But anyway, we're going to kick off the podcast with some fun and exciting, interesting, educational car news that have been floating above the surface in the motoring industry this week since the last episode. Spotted the new rear-wheel drive BMW M2 Series, not M2 Series, BMW 2 Series Coupe on test. It's been spotted on test. Rear-wheel drive, which is good, because BMW sort of scared people with the front-wheel drive 1 Series that came out quite recently. Um, But yeah, it's good to see another rear-wheel drive car and BMW a bit back in business, because that was scary. I was like, oh no, are they going to start building more front-wheel drive cars? And I don't have a problem with that. It's just BMW. It's just something about the name BMW. It just, in my mind, it translates to rear-wheel drive smoke. That's what it's meant to be, and that's what a Beamer is all about. Uh, a driver goes to a restaurant in a Jaguar F-Type SVR. Literally, I've got a picture here of an F-Type SVR, which is a beastly car. Maybe a bit too much of a beast. Quite obviously for this guy, because he smashed into a restaurant called uh, Botanicum. Yeah, there's a bit of a plug there for that restaurant. Don't know where it is, but it's uh, abroad by the looks of it. But he's just smashed into the restaurant, obviously giving it a bit too much of the beans. Uh, This is interesting, actually, this uh, piece of news. Cadillac unveils its first ever EV. And it's I think it's called the Lyric, but not spelt like lyrics as in song lyrics. It's got a Q at the end, so Lyric, Lyric, I don't really know. But the question is, can it beat a Tesla? Now, that's going to be something exciting to see. Uh, and something excited to hear. Uh, apparently it comes with dual uh, HUD hood and a screen that spans the entire dashboard almost. Now you're probably all at the edge of your seat going, ooh, tell me more, Daniel, but this, is, this isn't really good because these screens in cars are getting endlessly bigger and bigger and while that can be quite cool and quite modern, it's dangerous and I think Recently, uh, fines have been given to Tesla drivers in particular for their massive screens because they're just getting distracted and so they get landed with quite hefty fine. Mostly in America, I believe, uh, but could be here as well, I think it is. Um, But yeah, these screens are getting just too humongous. Why do these car companies think it's a good idea to be able to adjust the aircon, do all your climate control stuff and all your gimmicks on like a sub-menu and you have to click a load of buttons? It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. Like in our Fiat Panda, it's got specific buttons for everything, and it's all easy. If you want to put the aircon on, one button. If you do it in a Tesla, you got to click one button, go on that menu, click that. Yeah, yeah, adjust it. Just it's too long. It's just not good, really. So that's something car companies need to sort out. And also, a guest down a few weeks ago mentioned um, that these screens and stuff like that. How are they going to age in the future in 10, 20 years' time? That's something to consider, isn't it, really? The car itself may be alright, but the screens are going to be so outdated. Something to consider, isn't it, really? New Hampshire makes it legal, not illegal, legal, to drive flying cars on the road. Now, I don't think you're allowed to fly, uh, to take off and land just in the middle of the road. I think you have to do that at an airfield, which is understandable because it's just ridiculous. But you are allowed to drive your flying car on the road. But just that's it, really. Uh, and then you have, to, if you want to take off, I think you take it somewhere private. But yeah, I saw a flying car at the Goodwood Festival of Speed Future Lab uh, last year. And if you want to hear more about Goodwood, scroll back in the old podcasts, and there was a bit of a special 
Goodwood special for the podcast, and it was all going through last year's uh, event, which is great. So have a listen to that. But there's a flying car there on uh, demonstration. It wasn't flying. It was just there like, ooh, look at this. Um, and you could see the wings going up and down and stuff like that. Not like flappy bird wings, but, you know, aeroplane wings. Mechanic- mechanical, not like with bones and stuff in it. Can you imagine that? Flying car with, like, duck wings. That'd be quite cool. But anyway, um, I saw one, and it just it looks unusual. It looks funny. And it's not something that'll be around anytime soon, I'll tell you that. And if if I see a flying car now going by my window, I'll be very surprised. Um, because a lot of infrastructure, infrastructure, there we go, is needed um, for that sort of uh, uh, transport. Um, it's just, yeah, companies are being a bit too ambitious, I think. Oh, let's look at this concept and stuff like that. I don't know. It's confusing. I'm not keen on the idea. Uh, I don't know. This is just a thought. If you want to go on the road, drive a car, and if you want to go in the air, fly a plane. Why have a hybrid? Hmm. Because most of the time, when you have a hybrid of two things, it doesn't end very well. So, yeah, there we go. That's Daniel Consumer Advice. Take it on. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, allegedly orders a $9.4 million Bugatti Cendiecki. Cendiecki, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, he's, I've got a picture here, and it looks absolutely breathtaking, um, as with most Bugattis. But, again, a bit pointless. Um, this is realistic Daniel here, not madman Daniel, but you're just not going to need that power, end of you just, get yourself a VW Up GTI and just put your foot down and keep it there that's what I say, BMW is launching its eDrive Zones technology in the UK, so the system is geofencing, sorry the system uses geofencing and will be introduced in parts of London and Birmingham first so, maybe not at the moment, but if you want to try out the eDrive Zones uh, then go to London and Birmingham. I think Birmingham are in lockdown at the moment, and I'm not entirely sure, because the news is a bit depressing at the moment, so I don't watch it. This is sad. Um, I, obviously, I got all my car news off drivetribe.com, so go check the website out. It's fantastic. Uh, and that's not a sponsor, by the way. It's not. A, it's just me being nice. But there's a, an article here, and the title is Goodbye, 747. Yes, that's right, listeners. I think, anyway, the Boeing 747 is done for. Uh, and the caption here, sometimes you just got to keep it simple. So there we go, to the legend that is the Boeing 747, sleep well. Because mm. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever been on a 747, but they're nice and they've done uh, a lot of things for people. They've done, I don't know, I know what I'm saying. They've flown a lot. There you go. I do like aeroplanes. When I was on the radio and I used to do reviews, I didn't just review cars. I did sometimes motorbikes, I did a bicycle once. I did aer- I did buses, I did all sorts. So maybe that's something I can do on this podcast next series. Just vary a bit. It'd be quite fun actually. Uh, America's average road car is now older than ever before. Uh, now the question is: Is that good or bad news? Probably a bit of both. Now, old cars are sometimes a bit better for the planet. Um, not all of them, and I'm not sure about American cars because they're quite bad um, for the planet. Most of them higher emissions and stuff like that. But if you if you compare our old, it's now gone unfortunately, 2004 Toyota Yaris, 1 litre VVTi petrol engine, very economical, very good for the planet, low emissions, everything. Compare that to, say, a modern day Fiat Panda. Okay, modern day Fiat Panda, the bubbly one. Um, let's say 
Uh, 0.9 litre with the twin turbos, I think. Twin air. No. Two-cylinder. Yeah, not twin turbos, I don't think. I'm being a bit silly now. But the Aris is a lot better for the environment. This is me stretching my knowledge to the limit. So, in some cases, older cars are better for the planet than newer ones. So, hmm, that's something to consider when you go buying cars and stuff like that. And also, you've got to bear in mind the work that gets done into putting new cars and all of the um, metal that's used and stuff like that. It's quite bad for the planet building cars and building anything, really. So sometimes it's better to buy older stuff that's already around. So, yeah, I'm being quite sensible in this podcast, I think. So Gato unveils the first images of the... I've got to try and pronounce this now. Isorealta... I'll try and do that again. Isorevolta, there we go, GTZ. And it's a new creation from the Italian coach builder. I've got a picture here, it's in green. And it looks very nice. It looks stunning, in fact. Zagato's always been quite good at making cars, really, haven't they? They just look great. Uh, Golf's, uh, has, Golf has partnered with McLaren. So, um, Golf is coming back to F1, basically. McLaren F1. Um, and it's a much bigger deal than we think, apparently, uh, according to Drive Tribe. Now, there's a picture of a McLaren F1 with a Golf livery. And, oh, there's something about a Golf livery on any car, really. I just think it looks cracking. Really, really good. Uh, Nicola's entire rev- revenue for the first quarter of 2020 was only $36,000. It came from a solar installation for executive chairman Trevor Milton. Mm. Is that good or bad? Bad. That's very bad. Um, that is, that's really low, actually, $36,000 for the revenue. Mm. Not good. Anyway, we'll come back to car news later on because I'd just like to do some piston discussion um, because... Basically, me and my friend, supposed friend, colleague, Matthew Lovehouse, who's been on this podcast twice now, I think, uh, we have a YouTube channel called All Things Auto, so give that a subscribe, uh, knock yourself out, like the videos and comment, and yeah, there's a lot of content on there now. Yesterday, we went over to um, a guy with a Range Rover Velar. Now, the Range Rover Velar's been out for a number of years now, and we went out for a drive in it, um, and had a bit of a fiddle around in it. It was a two-litre four-cylinder diesel. And I've got to say, it's absolutely fantastic. It's not built for speed or anything. It doesn't hang about, though. It's not built for speed. It's more comfort. And I was sat in the back, in the middle, middle seat. And that's meant to be not very comfortable, but I was still very comfortable. The, the Velar's still a very good buy today, I think. I don't know how reliable it'll be, because obviously there's that controversy for... Um, our Range Rover's reliable and stuff like that. But yeah, the Velar's fantastic. The video will be coming to our channel later on, not today. Um, it's confusing because the podcast comes out on the Sunday and I'm recording this on the Friday. Um, the video might be out when this podcast is out. You'll have to double check. But I think it'll be out next week. Um, I don't know. Just wait and see. Subscribe to All Things Auto. Turn on the post notifications and you'll see. Um, last week on the podcast, I mentioned that we bought a set of roof bars for our Fiat Pan 100 HP, also known as Paolo. Lovely car, very, very cheerful, happy, fun, a lot, really. Um, we bought some roof bars because we just wanted to be able to take canoes to places, bikes and stuff like that. Well, we tried them out. We put the roof bars on. We went to collect a new bike. So we put my existing bike on it. So we had two bikes. And we went on the motorway doing 70 miles per hour at the speed limit. Um nothing over because we're sensible and have a mind um, and there was virtually no 
noise at all, really. It's, it's not annoying, because I know with a lot of cars, you get a lot of annoying humming and whistling and stuff like that, and it's not very pleasant. But the Panda coped fine, really, so well done to Paolo, really. I'm, I'm not going to go on about it, but well done, Paolo. Uh, last weekend, was it last weekend? Yeah, it was last weekend. I went to a vintage tractor rally, local to me in Nantwich, um, and there's loads of vintage tractors. Again, me and my friend Matt filmed it for our YouTube channel, Things Auto, so go check that out. It's very good. Uh, anyway, I think that's it for Piston Discussion. I think we should get on to the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week, which, as I said at the start, and it says in the title quite clearly, McLaren 720S and Supercars, um, I'm reviewing the McLaren 570S, which is a fantastic car. I've been in one, and I'm very impressed. Knew they costed £150,000, so it's, it's known as a budget supercar or sports car, whatever you want to call it, but I think it's a supercar. Now you can buy one for £95,000. So, uh, I'll have a look on Autotrader live on the podcast in a minute, um, and we'll have a look at some 570Ss on the market. I always want to say 520S, but that's not right. 570S. If I say 520S, I'm sorry. Um, it comes with a 3.8 litre V8 turbo engine, um, and that, they, that drives the rear wheel, so it can get quite tail happy, as we found out when the tyres were cold. Uh, that engine produces 562 brake horsepower. It's got a five-speed automatic flappy paddle gearbox, semi-automatic, which is rapid. Torque, 600 newton meters of torque, which is a lot, and you really feel it. You get pushed back into your seat. Uh, when me and my friend Matt did a review, because we did do a review on it when we went out, I recorded my reaction of the launch, and um, yeah, my my face was pretty uh, uh, <laughs> dooming. It was a very scary experience, really, but it's just great car and it sounds good as well for a v8 uh turbo not as good as say like a hurricane which is a v10 but it's still it doesn't hang about it's fantastic mpg according to mclaren is 26 mpg combined although i think that's a heap of rubbish um because it's a supercar isn't it and they all lie it's probably realistically about 18 or maybe a bit lower maybe higher i'm not sure not to 60 and uh well the fastest model 2.7 seconds that is fast. That's faster than a Hurricane. It's really fast. It's called down to the turbos, really. Top speed, 203.8 miles per hour, got to be specific. It weighs around 1.4 tonnes. NCAT rating, this is interesting, three stars out of five. Now, this is the reliability and safety rating, three out of five. Now, that is a bit worrying, and I've put that down as a con, because when you're paying a lot of money, close to £100,000 for a car... You're going to want it to be relatively safe and reliable. But then again, for a company based in Woking and whatever, in Britain, it's never going to be as perfect as, say, some of the German cars around. But still, it, it's all right, really. And if, if you can afford to buy that car, then you can afford to do anything that needs doing to it, really. End of conversation. Uh, CO2 emissions, a lot, a lot, yes. 258 grams per kilometre. Hmm. A few polar bears will be falling over. Obviously, it's a two-seater, two-door, it comes with butterfly doors. And for the first time, I operated the butterfly doors, and it's unusual, very unusual. You basically do the door handle, and you put it up with either your knee or your elbow, and you just feel so cool. You feel like Rooney. It's really good. If the 570S is not for you, then you could consider the Porsche 911 Turbo S, Audi R8, Jaguar F-Type R, or the BMW i8, or the Aston Martin V12 Vantage. So many cars you can choose from. It's basically all cars in that price range. Pros and cons. Pros. It's a good price. It's British, which is great. It's very powerful. It sends you back into your seat. Uh, cons. NCAT rating. 
maybe a bit disappointing. Depreciation. It does lose a lot of value, as with most McLarens. Not as good as, say, like Aventadors and um, Ferraris for holding value. The McLarens do lose a lot. There was an MP4-12C for £60,000. And that was around £200,000 car back in the day. It's ridiculous. Uh, and the last one is there's literally no rear visibility. But, oh well, it's not the end of the world. Because I think you have a reversing camera. But that uh, that's another niggle of mine, really. I think the actual screen was alright, and the infotainment screen was alright. It's just the sat-nav system was not. I don't think it was right. It was a bit laggy, and it was a bit pixelated. And I know it was a car that sort of came out around 2016 time. But even still, I think our Renault Scenic 2010, which is a TomTom system, is a bit better. So there we go. McLaren, if you're listening in uh, Woking, maybe that's something to uh, consider. New uh, sat-navs, or maybe let the experts at TomTom do it, because they're just good. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to go on Auto Trader now, and have a look at 570Ss for sale. These are all second-hand. Now, there's one here, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's an orange, and it's for sale for £91,850. It's a V8, obviously, automatic, 3.8 litre. This one has done, you can check here, 3,094 miles, which is apparently 27,000 below average, which is very good. So it's uh, it's in Ventura Orange, one owner, full McLaren service history, navigation system, steering wheel, paddle upgrade, orange brake calipers, rear camera, lift pack, ceramic brakes, only 3,000 miles, uh, select warranty. Um, there's just, it's, it's it's been specced really well, to be honest. It's got everything on it. The colour for me is just fantastic. It's orange, a lot of carbon parts, the interior is very interesting as well, because it's literally all Alcantara, and I like that. If you go in a car and it's Alcantara, you know it's a good car. Something about Alcantara I really like, but this McLaren has been specced so well. Now, if you have £91,000 lying on your desktop now, or you're listening to this very podcast on your pod place, um, then go ahead to Auto Traders, McLaren 570S Coupe, and buy it, because it's stunning. There's another one... Um, this is a really this is a bit more expensive this one but it's a spider 110,000 pounds this is in black is it black or gray that's more of a gray but that isn't specced as nice really it's a bit bland i think nobody's ever called a mclaren bland but i think it is car come on people with that sort of money should be able to spec a car that orange one for me is fantastic if you have a look you'll know what i'm talking about but yeah they're one of the best value supercars i think um, it's it's really good, and from I know from experience, I've been in one now, and we went all around the country lanes, and oh my, what a car! You put your foot down, and you get sent right back into your seat, and the engine is just phenomenal. It's fantastic, and the turbo whizzes, and you're off. Really, next minute you get the beep that says you're going over the speed limit. But yeah, really incredible. If you want to see more about the car and see a video around the car that we had a look at, the 570S, then get head over to the All Things Auto YouTube channel. Very good video on there. Uh, there's more car reviews as well. So there we go. If that car isn't for you and any of the rivals I named earlier is not for you and you have more money to spend, then I'm going to give you a top 10 list of the best-selling supercars uh, courtesy of Auto Car. So at number 10 is the BMW M1. Now this is the concept that BMW sort of teased, but I don't think it's happening, so that's a bit irrelevant. At number 9 is the Aston Martin Valhalla, and at number 8 is the Ferrari SF90 Stradale. Saw one of them at Goodwood. Stunning, stunning machine. 
really nice. And number seven is Aston Martin again with the Vanquish, again, a lovely car. The one that James May drove on Top Gear in Baby Blue. I was a massive fan of that. I remember seeing that when I was young and athletic. I used to think, wow, what a gorgeous looking machine. And number six, even though it's old, it's still in the machine. It's still in the machine. Still in the list. It's the Noble M600, which is another uh, British-based car. And number five is the Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. And number four is the Ford GT. And number three is the Lamborghini Huracan Evo. And number two is another Ferrari. It's the F8 Tributo. So one of them at Goodwood as well. Very nice. I saw the Huracan Evo as well. That was also very nice. Uh, and at number one is McLaren 720S which is great, but it costs a lot more money than the 570S. So if you're after a supercar, um, and you don't want it to be crazy fast, but you do want it to you know, pack a punch, um, and you have around £100,000 to spend, then maybe the 570S is the one for you. The only problem is the road tax, because it's around £1,000 a year, which is a lot of money, but oh well. It's a lovely car. We'll leave it at that. I'm going to give it a Piston Podcast rating of 5 out of 5, just because of the value, really. It's value for money. Now, My Way or Highway is a segment I do every single week, and it's basically a special road that I talk about. And you can either take My Way, which is the road I talk about, or you can bog off and take the highway. Simple as. And this week on My Way or Highway is the California Route 25. It's 50 miles long. It leads northwest of San Lucas. And it's where Porsche tests its cars, uh, like the Taycan and stuff like that, which means it must be good because Porsche is a brand of smart people, and just sense, really. Porsches are great. Uh, and you basically drive along it. It's a really, really beautiful sea view. It's cliffs. Um, it's just beautiful. It's, uh, the website I was on, this luxury website, luxury travel place, said that if you want to test out your car, that is the place to go. So head over if you have uh, literally thousands of pounds on your desk as well after buying your 570S, then head over to the California Route 25 because you won't regret it. It's only 50 miles, but it's 50 miles you never forget, I guarantee. So there we go. We're coming up to the end of the podcast now. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, just before we finish, I think we'll do a couple more little bits of car news. Um, Aston Martin has made a limited edition whiskey set uh, made by Aston Martin, and it costs £50,000 for whiskey. Hmm. Right, you've got to really like your whiskey for that. Um, a Florida man attacks semi-truck and goes for a nine-mile ride. He's just on the bonnet of this semi-truck uh, I'm in, in America land. Uh, and he, there he is, nine miles, because of Florida. Hmm. Um, what else um, has been going on? Uber announces boat service in London. That is, that is great. So it's basically going to revolutionise um, river travel. And that's actually quite good. If you don't like cars, then maybe that's for you. Anyway, we'll finish it there. Remember to subscribe to the Piston Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a, um, I don't know what you do, a positive review, five-star rating, if you liked it, that is. Remember to follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5. And if you have any topics you'd like me to talk about, if you'd like to be a guest in Series 2, any reason, car chat, car business, anything you do motor-related, do get in touch. Email the Piston Podcast at gmail.com. I'll see you next week for the final episode of Series 1. In the meantime, stay safe. I'm going to edit this podcast and then I'm off to a family barbecue. So yeah, stay safe, enjoy yourself. Lovely heat wave, I'm sure. Uh, when this podcast will be out on a Sunday, I think it'll be a bit colder, but as I'm recording now, it's lovely. But yeah, thank you for listening. See you soon. <laughs>
You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. 